Okay, that doesn't sound like us. Yeah, I would say welcome back, but this is our first episode. And I'm so excited about this. Welcome to Marketing and Mayhem. I'm Rebecca. I'm Jenny. And you are in for a treat. Um, I hope you are. We were actually just talking about this and then we decided we would start rolling um, because we feel a fair amount of pressure to make something really amazing so that you come back. Um, the first episode of a podcast. I mean, so I'm, I'm judgy, a little bit judgy. So I'm like, okay. I, this person, this podcast has five minutes to capture my attention or I'm never coming back to it. So like we, we, we could mess this up in the next four minutes. So no pressure, but a lot of pressure. Which right. brings in the question, do you, because this matters, we were actually, we started talking about this and then we turned on the camera. So I'm going to dial us back 17 seconds. <laughs> when you start a new podcast, do you always start at episode one? Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I, why? I think it has, it's like the handwriting. It's like the serial killer in me. I... Could like if you went into my podcast things like it's just wherever my mind is, and so like if I let's say like the other day I was listening to something about longevity, I went there's a guest that a very famous podcaster has a lot that talks about longevity. I mean I have no idea what the conversations looked like before. Maybe it just works because they have guests, yeah, and it changes time to time. Okay, that makes sense. Well, and I'm thinking about it out loud, so like maybe that's why. Okay. But, like, if it's somebody like um, Jana Kramer, I do follow hers. Like, but, yeah, I think for me it's, like, a story. Like, to yes. me that's kind of like you starting in the middle of a book. It's like, what the heck happened for the first, like, 100 pages? That makes no sense to me. So we will agree to disagree. Episode one, I will die on that mountain. I think you're going to be glad you started in episode one. Episode one. It's going to be great. Okay, yeah. so talk to me about... We're friends, right? We know each other. We're not best friends, no. which is actually really fun, but we hit it off immediately. So we have this dynamic that we've had now for six years, no, four uh, years. How? Yeah. Four, four or five years. Yes. Girl moms. Yes. Yes. We're girl moms. I have two girls. I have just the one. Which is also interesting and I think cha like changes our conversations because we have different perspectives about some things. Mm -hmm, for sure. But we met in preschool. Yes, we did. Shout out to Park West Preschool in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Best preschool in Mount P. Yep. Nope. The real deal. The real deal. And it was so random because I think we met in there, but it was like we weren't really friends, I don't guess. No, but our daughters were friends. Daughters right were off friends. The bat. They're very shy. They're yep. both, our, my oldest and her daughter are both very shy. Mm -hmm. And they immediately clicked. You know, they just didn't get into like the preschool chaos, they sort of always stayed to the left yeah. and just did their own thing. Um, so we were definitely aware of each other. We would say hi and bye. And then they went to the same primary school. Yeah. And I think it was during COVID we got oh, yes. together. Do yes. you remember this? It yes. out in and we rented the place and the girls played. Even before this, I think we did a bike ride. Did we? Mm -hmm. Oh, we did. We oh, did. yeah. And I Mason forgot about that. Park. We got the girls together That's, to be outside because this was, I know, I was just thinking about And the this. pizza picnic on your porch. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, that's so random. But yeah, we just became friends and we just found out that we have a very <laughs> odd sense of humor. Yes. Unique. And making mom friends is hard. Yes. So we have, we share a lot of similar views about the girls expressing themselves 
you know, what it's like to be a girl mom. It could be, I mean, I won't even go into that because it's like a whole other episode, but like some of the things that we're really conscious about, some of the things that we try to be really careful about, things mm -hmm. that we're changing about, even the way marketing affected us when yes. we were kids. Um, so we always click on that for sure, or at least have this really great dialogue. I forgot to, during COVID, I started following you guys a lot more to you and your husband because we were doing everything remotely. And yes. I found a lot of humor. We were looking for connection in all the different ways. Yes. And you probably liked my window watching posts. Yeah, I loved it. Do you need to talk about that briefly? Yes. Yeah, so my husband, he likes to, especially during COVID, likes to look out our back window. I think it is beautiful. It, it is. It is. But I mean, he looks out there a lot. And so I started catching him doing this. So I would put take, it to music. I would do all these different songs and it became like. It became this phenomenon during COVID. Like all these people would message me and they're like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait for the next window watching episode. So if you check me out on Instagram, I actually have a highlight reel of all of his window washing. It would be like looking out the window and it'd be like Adele singing like, hello. <laughs> like it was so funny. And I think it was so stupid, but you yeah, know. we were easily amused. I still yeah. am. I think humor is like, that's the thing you can for sure get here. Life is hard. I don't want it to be this hard. It can be funny. Yes. So that's 100% our perspective on some of this. And I think that's why we bonded is because we have such similar senses of humor. Yeah. Just it's very like dry. It's weird. A lot of people may not get it, but. I think you will. Y'all will get it. And if, yeah. If you start at episode one, you will get it. <laughs> I also think this, just blank statement, it's okay to be weird. Totally. And I think we've become more accepting, but I think there's a lot more room for it. Be weird. Show your weird. Which is a great segue oh, yeah. to today's podcast episode. You didn't even realize you did we that. We did. I'm telling you, we what we have committed to is not scripting. Yes. And then this is the other really tricky part because we're going to talk about the power of authenticity. In order for it also to stay super authentic, like when we're with you guys, we have to actually curb some of our conversations because... We want it to be an out-of-the-gates moment and real for you when we're in front of you. So we literally have to be like, okay, I'm going to say something, but don't answer it. And don't give me any more information because, like, I want you to think about it or whatever it is. But we keep it from one another until we get in front of the camera. So this is Jenny and Rebecca unfiltered. Yeah. Unfiltered. That's the mayhem. Yes. If you're wondering the what the mayhem is, that's the mayhem. That's the mayhem. So back to power of authenticity. Yes. Tell me what that means to you. Here's the thing, because I think you can even link this to like Instagram or other things when people talk about the highlight reel. And I think we saw that um, in marketing specifically like two and three and four years ago in a big way. But now we're seeing people really be like open and honest with who they are. And I think we've decided that a lot of these platforms are like trust building platforms mm -hmm. and I love that idea because when I go to somebody's you know business and I can see like the little things that make it personal that aren't just like interior design elements right like things that actually give me a feel for them I'm immediately like in a place of comfort I feel secure I feel like I'm getting to know them from just the little cues and not just the big cues mm -hmm. and I think back to raising girls being your authentic self is one of the absolute hardest things to do, but if you can mm -hmm. figure it out, it is the most freeing thing. And so I'm super committed to it lately more than ever. I know, and you made me 
be more into it because I feel like, and we had this conversation before, I was born and raised in South Carolina. I am a just bona fide people pleaser. Yeah. Just always. Women are. We are. We are. And I don't know if it was being raised in the South, but it was always like, you know, this is what you do. This is the way you're supposed to act. This is how, you know, a Southern lady should behave, which is ironic because I'm not one. (laughs) So I think I've kind of had to suppress that, you know, you're kind of wild, free spirit because that's not really, you know, what's common around here so I think getting around other little wild heart (laughs) spirit people makes me be more free which is i.e. you and and that's it is liberating it's liberating but for me I think it became more important as our daughters get older because it's like you know I want to model the behavior that you know I want her to feel like she can be her wonderful little weird self yes and do all the things and not have to feel like she has to be somebody that she's not, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's so important. Yeah, it does go back to marketing because, you know, I like to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, people's stories of, like, how they got to where they are and just the fight that they had to go through and the creative and the struggle. Like, I love hearing all of that. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you're not really yourself. Right. Right. I mean, you have to be willing to share that, which I think comes naturally to some people. But for the majority of people, I think it's super difficult. I think the other thing is when you're talking about things that are like trauma or just life stories that shape you. I don't think you can process it properly unless you really like throw it out there. And Mm -hmm. so lately I have just been in this like whatever it is, like, and you watch people's reactions and you certainly learn things, but I think we used to worry about like, okay, are we going to learn that they don't like me? Mm, Yes. now I'm more like, what is this going to teach me about the people I want to be around? Mm -hmm. I worry a lot less about people liking me. I actually don't care. Well, and I think it's no different than attracting customers though, right? Because like you don't, like not everybody is your customer. No. Right? I mean, you, you want to talk to your people. Like, your people are going to like you if they're your people. Yeah. And if not, well, the hell with them. And you're going to work so hard to impress somebody who was never going to be your person. I mean, you are going to waste resources, time. It's just never going to work. Whether that's a neighbor or a teacher or somebody at gymnastics, I mean, yeah. it's just, if it doesn't click, it may eventually grow to be friendly, but it's never going to click, click. So before you start just wasting resources, even if it is in marketing or branding, on a person who's not the right person, you just have to step back and regroup and just be like, you know what? Eventually they may take interest in it, but ultimately I could have used so much of that to serve this other group or this other microcosm section or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I, I think that's just where I'm at and well, it makes people more free around me, which is exactly equally that's, as that's your, that's your purpose fulfilling. So how do you suggest people lean into that more? Like, cause you're so good at it. I wouldn't say that I am though. So this is, well, you fake it well. Yes. <laughs> I'm pushing, this is an actual, like a decision that I made, um, 
at the beginning of this year to, to really be more, even more like this than I ever have been. Because I think it was always there to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I also turned 40 this year, so I think it's partially Oh my gosh, that. I agree. 40 is like a game. We'll have it to have feels a, a little bit like that, yes. That it might does. be, yes. Like, I feel like it's like, who the, I, what have I been doing? I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Yes, yes absolutely. Flip the script. Yes. I'm here. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. And then I also started doing weekly therapy Mm -hmm. and this is the exact reason why I went in and I was like, I want to figure out which things in my personality are because I'm a wife, which parts are because I'm a mom and which parts are the parts that were high school athletic me or me today at 40. And then I want to figure out what parts I want to keep and what parts I don't want to keep. And we started on this journey. Like we talked about everything from like values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. It could be food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I started realizing I wasn't, I was making stuff that everybody else in my house loved, but I hadn't made like my favorite recipe in like 10 years. Wow. And I was like, wait a minute, what? She was like, that's your homework. I was like, this is great homework. <laughs> but I was like, okay, hold on. Like, because I think that's another big part of like our story up until 40 is like, you need to be. Um, have these achievements and again, like need to be liked or need to be successful. And yeah. it looks like this little box, but it doesn't have to. Well, and I think that's, you just hit the nail on the head. I think too, talking about really digging in to find your authentic self because you do become, you know, somebody's mom yes. or somebody's wife. And it's yeah. like, or, or employee Jenny, like you, you lose yourself in those titles as you get older. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it makes you forget who you really are because you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm Nate's wife or I'm Clark's mom. And and it, it's like, that just becomes, you're falling in line with that role. So it, I think it does take some work. So kudos to you for doing weekly therapy. I probably need to. I definitely <laughs> stopped at my birthday. I was like, let's go from January to May and I probably should go back. But I had this really specific thing I wanted to figure I out. I love that. I love that. Um, but I was just thinking about this too. So this may ring true for a lot of marketing professionals. When you're in marketing, you become very immersed in a brand or whatever it is that you're serving. And you have to almost take on that brand or that person's identity in order to serve them really well. And that's a really quick way Ah. to lose yourself too. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that isn't like part of it. I wonder if everyone feels the same way. Yeah. Or if it's partially career driven. We're both in marketing. We're both in marketing. Yes. Um, That's interesting. That is, you know, that is really, yeah, because I do, I like to get very deep. I mean, you and I are like, we're both like that. It's like. A topic, and next thing you know, it's we're researching and note taking, yeah, and sending numerous messages back and forth to each other on um, multiple different platforms, multiple different platforms, which we didn't even mention. That's why we started this podcast. We should talk about this really quick. We, <laughs> um, we talk on two different Instagrams. <laughs> I hope this is normal. Actually, I don't, I don't even care. We talk on two different Instagrams, we also text, mm-hmm. um, and we email. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we're missing. Yeah, no. Courier pigeon. <laughs> but Maybe. Like, but the there t- are moments where we, like, we were looking back on the history of how this started this weekend, and I was like, okay, but where did we have that conversation? Because. Well, and I'm going to title this episode. Yes. You know what I'm, t- what I'm t- titling this no. episode. Why not start oh. a podcast? I had had a couple of glasses of vino. It was like... It was a Saturday. It was a... So it was probably... But if it was the Thursday, that's still... No judgment. Safe. Safe space. Yeah. 
You're Cab Sav? And yes, I am Cab Sav. I'm Pinot Noir. Yes. Red. All, the, all yes. day, every day. Um, and so we were messaging back and forth about something marketing. Well, yes, because we work in marketing. So we were actually talking, I think, about a specific brand or project. I think it was a project. And I literally responded, we should do a podcast. I mean, you know, you say things. And Rebecca responds, okay, I'll be there tomorrow. And I was like, wait, what? I said, this sounds just great. Like, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and and here we are. No, and we, you were like, well, wait. Yeah. This is the this is the part where we like this is the part that makes the dynamic so fun because this is like the thing that we don't necessarily always share. Because <laughs> you're like, wait, and when I said we should do it tomorrow, I had the same feeling, but I was like, okay, but if I don't do it tomorrow, I won't do it. And I wanna do it, so we're doing it tomorrow. And I am someone who's like, whoa, 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 Rebecca, let's get our list together of all the things we need to do in order and get a studio set up because I'm going to need it to be perfect because, hello, that's how I roll. Meanwhile, she has a studio. Had one then, too, by the way. Um, and plenty of space for this. Yes. But that that has been... That is me. Like, you, I feel like I can't do something unless it's... All the boxes are checked. And now I don't feel that way as much anymore. Look at the influence you've had over me. Can I tell you a side story? Oh, you're going to get a lot of side stories with us. Squirrel kind of situation. But just just enjoy it. Before, So I went to school for marketing. We'll talk about that for sure. Went to school for marketing Mm -hmm. in English. And then... Like in the short term, like started my career and then I got recruited into retail. So I was in retail for a while. I worked for two brands. I loved them both. Um, When I worked for The Loft, they had these very intricate, yeah, I worked for The Loft and then I worked for Michael Kors. Um, I think I did know that. Yes. And so when I worked for The Loft, they had these amazing window displays. And Mm -hmm. my right hand man, girl, woman, was an artist, and so it would take her forever to do these windows displays. It would make me so <laughs> irritated because we had, like, so much stuff to do. Like, always, like, Christmas, I'm like, there's 900 boxes back here. So I would do them when she was off because I wrote the schedule. I knew when it was coming. Mm-hmm. And I would go really fast, and it would look exactly like the picture, and I would have a handful of things that I didn't need. What? No, like, it could be anything. It could be screws. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And it's reminding me that I would be like, she'd be like, wait a minute. Where does this stuff go? I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It only has to last for 45 days, and it's definitely up and solid. Done is better than perfect. Right. And so that's, this was part of, so back to how this all started in this conversation today. Absolutely, like, power of authenticity. It's not my best trait always. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I would not say mine is a trait. It's great to be an overachiever. I've been very successful in my career. Absolutely. However, when it comes to voices and things that you you feel it telling you to do something, I tend to suppress those because Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that just doesn't make sense, or, you know, I can't do that, or it needs to be perfect, and I've got to have all these things in line before I even think about it. And now I'm just realizing that, like, you just have to do it. Like, you just have to start. Well, and your instinct is there. So I think the other thing that happened when I turned 40 or around when I turned 40 is I started listening. 
we're going to call it my calling or your mm. calling. But I started paying more attention to not just instinct, but like those little like whispers. Yeah. Whether it was things just like, you know, on social media when everyone had to have the perfect cover and whatever it was. And I was like, oh. that stresses me out. Yes. That, I mean, not, yeah. And it's a great way to be stuck in paralysis analysis. Yes. And it also doesn't show your authentic self or like everything had to be so scripted or whatever. And I was like, gosh, that just doesn't feel super good. Mm -hmm. So like for those people, we started changing directions or even for myself. I mean, I have an Instagram that I like love and it's not niche because that used to be the thing. Like you can only talk about your niche. Yes. You're defined by your niche. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't buy based off. Sometimes I buy based off brand. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yes. <laughs> but a lot of times right now I'm like really driven to spend my money where I feel like a connection. For sure. And, and, you know, I don't, I think, especially you're probably this way too, working in marketing, you are more conscious of yes, your, that's true. your decision making. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm too stubborn and in the know to be influenced. But then I think back to some of the things I've bought and I know I'm being marketed too. Yeah. But I'm like, oh gosh, she got me. Like, she got me good. Like, I do want those sheets. Yeah, I do want the ball and I thought you were going to say shoes. Sheets. I love it. Well, because I listen to all these podcasts and they're always talking about bowl and branch. Oh, yes. Or, did you get them? Have you, have you bought them? No, I did not want, I did not get those, but I did buy like two or three things. From I always this. hear the thing about bowl and branch. So if you were going to tell me they're amazing, I'd be more. See? Influence. But they're spending a lot of money on trying to get They to are. Do that. Not as much Home as... Home Branch, actually. Not as much like, as Home Chef, but let's see they're over there. But that's everybody, right? Yes. I can't go to a single, like, sign-up genius for... I, my girls are in different schools because they're different ages. Um, Obviously, I don't have twins. I should have said that if I did. But... I, on a sign-up genius, every time, it's HelloFresh. Yeah. Now you've signed up to bring 50 um, blue balloons next Wednesday because it's the 50th day of school. And also, would you like six free meals? Yeah. Everybody does HelloFresh. Yeah. HelloFresh. HelloFresh, yeah. See? I'm not influenced because... I don't do it. Yeah. No, I don't do it either. But again, I think... I don't know where we're going with that conversation, but... Authentic. How we spend our money. How we spend our money, you know. And again, just being authentic. And I think we relate more to people that we relate to. You know Your what I mean? Your point, too, like, is like awareness. Like, I yeah. think we are aware when we're being targeted authentically or we're being targeted by just an ad mm -hmm. or or it feels like, you know, like there's a difference. I'll say that Jenna Kramer does this a lot. Um, where she you know, obviously like records her own ad for whatever brand it is, but mm -hmm. there's some where you just hear the branded ad and I'm like, okay, I instantly feel less connected. Absolutely. Because I had that we... this morning when I was listening to a podcast. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause it's just like, if I don't hear it from your mouth. Yep. If then... we switch voices. Yeah. And one of the big things that I love about podcasts is like, I can, once you're basically sort of trained by them, you hear their, their inflection, you hear like their emotion. I, that's what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Whatever that voice is talking about, that's the thing that I want to spend time with on my way to work or my way to school Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. So when the next ad comes in for Bed Bath & Beyond and it's somebody else's voice, I'm always like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yikes. It's not what I It needed. just feels cold. Yes. Because you're in a warm space. Yes. And then it just feels like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And you feel like you're being quote unquote sold to. You ideally... Yes. Want to feel sold to without feeling sold to, if that yeah. makes sense. It does. It, it begs the question, which will probably be another conversation. 
I think this is the reason that affiliate marketing is so big right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Not only does it save these big brands tons of money, but... They got some... Yeah. Yes. Somebody that they know is doing the marketing. For, yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. It's amazing. It's a total different swing in the trend towards... It's completely Jot that different. down. Jot yes, that down. I we'll am, talk about that. But yeah, again, in you my know, serial I think, writing. you know, thinking about the businesses that we do buy from for your day to day, you know, I feel a lot better. I'm a big, huge advocate for small business shop you local. Really good at that. Um, and I just think the reason I feel that way is because I've run a small business in yeah. a family business at that. And I just know the stories that go behind those brands and what your dollar goes toward. Mm -hmm. And it means so much more to these small businesses. And so, yeah, I, I really, I think that just living in that authentic space and being who you are and telling you and your family story when you have a business and you're a business owner, I think it's super, super impactful. I agree. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot about our story. Yeah. So that is our first episode. If you are still hanging on at 25 minutes. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Talk soon.